Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. We mark the seasons of the years in our various faith traditions with various observances, all of which are designed to invite us into a deeper understanding of our connection with a power and a presence much greater than ourselves. We refer to that in many different ways as God or spirit or any special names known only to us. And now we are in one of those seasons as well. This is what in Christianity is referred to as the season of Lent. And the season of Lent is that 40-day period that precedes Easter as a time of spiritual preparation for the transformative experience that Easter symbolizes, that capacity to overcome any challenge or problem in our lives, even death itself. This happens on many levels in our lives, and as we go through the season, we will be exploring that in a variety of different ways. Now, the interesting thing about Lent, it is the creation of the church. It is not called for in the Bible. Jesus never spoke about it. As it is a distinctly Christian creation, we have to recall and remember Jesus was Jewish. So if you were to go ask him, hey, what do you think we should do for Lent this year? He'd look at you and go, what? what? What are you talking about? I don't know. That doesn't detract from its value for all of us, as all of our holy seasons do. So there's really two ways we need to understand, well, three ways, rather, we need to understand Lent. From the perspective of the Western churches, Roman Catholic and all the Protestant churches, we know that Lent begins on Ash Wednesday. That was this past Wednesday, the 22nd. And it, it is an observance that begins 40 days more or less of spiritual purification. And I say it is about 40 days because the different denominations have a different understanding of what's included in the Lenten experience. Again, all of this is the result of committee work. You can see the handwork on it. So for some of our Christian denominations, it ends on Monday, Thursday, for some on Holy Saturday, for some on Easter Sunday. Some of the denominations include Sundays as a part of the Lenten experience. Some do not. So that's a brief overview. And as I said, during the next several weeks, we will explore what this can mean for us more deeply. The Eastern churches, the Russian Orthodox, Greek Orthodox, that's uh, the churches that uh, exist more in the Eastern Europe and the Middle East, have a different understanding of the season. So for those churches, Lent begins on what is referred to as Clean Monday, which is the sixth Monday before Palm Sunday and lasts for 40 days. So Clean Monday is tomorrow. And it gets its name from the idea that we should clean, cleanse our minds of thoughts that are not helpful. It is also the beginning of a period of abstaining from foods that one would not have while fasting, namely meat and poultry, meat and eggs and that sort of thing. It ends on what is referred to as Lazarus Sunday, Saturday which is the Saturday before Easter, and it marks the day in which Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. 
All very interesting, and as you may be aware, the Orthodox holidays usually follow about a week behind the Western holidays. I say these things so that we might be better citizens and better able to understand the different observances that are shared throughout the families of faith in the world so that we might be more understanding and, if we're wise, learn something from one another in our observances. Now, a third way of looking out at all this is, I think, a little simpler, and it's what we teach in unity. Because we use this period as a time to prepare our minds, our bodies, our hearts, our spirits for that ultimate transformation, that ultimate transformative experience that is Easter. So how do we do that? We have a very simple acronym we use in unity. Lent. Let's eliminate negative thinking. Negative thinking is not going to serve any of us at all. So why don't we use this period to be mindful of the thoughts we are thinking, the thoughts that we're not good enough, the world's not good enough, there's something wrong, everything's a problem, all of that sort of stuff, and very consciously replace them with thoughts that are more productive. How can I be helpful? What's in this experience for me to learn? How can I leverage this time in order to be of greater service to the world? How can I make my heart larger and more loving for all? Those are the sorts of things we want to do. We want to eliminate the negative and accentuate the positive. And that's how we will make the world a better, richer, more loving place. Because we ourselves will be better, richer, and more loving people. It really is an exciting and beautiful period of time whenever you begin it and however you engage it. Now, as Reverend Sherry said, in our period of meditation today, which comes after the lesson, this is the lesson, we will be doing an extended life visioning meditation. And I just want to make sure everybody has a note card and a pen. If you do not, please raise your hand, and Anthony will bring a basket to you. So everybody will want to have a note card and a pen. So if you do not, please keep your hand up. I want to make sure everybody is prepared. Looks like everybody's prepared. Um, Great. Thank you. And in the life visioning meditation process, there is an active engagement. So many times when we engage in meditation, we are completely silent and still, and we're holding a position or reciting a mantra or saying a prayer. In this meditation, we will be asking questions. And so you have a note card. You can make a notation um, to remind you later on what the experience was. Ordinarily, the process of this meditation that we've been talking about for the last several weeks will take about 20 to 25 minutes. We will shorten it just a little bit to make sure that we can get it all in today. Next week, we will be posting on our website an audio meditation that you can listen to at your leisure. We'll announce that on Tuesday in our uh, Tuesday email that goes out to the community. And then, excuse me, the meditation group, I mean the metaphysical group that meets at 930 on Sundays, For the next two weeks, we will be engaging the process together. So whether you're watching at home or here with us in person, we will again engage this process for a couple weeks. The intention is that we all leave the experience empowered with a tool 
that will help us to connect to that inherent wisdom of spirit that we all have and that we may not have always listened to. And if you're like me, you are always keenly aware of when you did not listen to that instinct and that voice within. We just want to make it easier for everybody to access that sacred and holy experience. In that meditation, we asked some key questions, and I'm going to give them to you now, and we'll bring them back uh, up as a part of our meditation. Namely, what is spirit's highest vision for my life? And you can look at that as your entire life or a segment of your life. What's the highest calling for me in a particular area? My health, my relationships, my finances, uh, my work, that sort of thing. What must I, and then this vision will come or it won't come, but stay with the process. What must I release and let go of? What is something I'm doing, thinking, feeling that is getting in the way of this highest vision? Next step, what must I embrace? Or what must I become in order for this vision to come to pass? Think of the hero's journey. The hero always has to become somebody else. Think of the ultimate hero, the butterfly. Starts out as a caterpillar, has an idea. I've got to become something else, that sort of thing. What do I already possess that will help me reach this vision? And is there anything else I need to know? The important thing in this process is not to judge the process. Don't be surprised if something pops into your mind that you had never thought about before, or that maybe you don't understand, or you think to yourself, what in the heck is all that? Make a note of it. Sometimes it's a picture. Scribble a picture. Sometimes it's a smell. Note down what you smelled. All of these things are ways in which spirit gets our attention. So just stay with the process. You might be surprised something might come to your mind that you think, yuck, I don't want to do that. Stay with the process. Trust the process. It's kind of like, I want to get a college degree, but I don't want to have to go to an 8 o'clock class. What are you talking? Go to the class. <laughs> and then in the end, we'll give thanks. You with me? Trust the process. And we begin our meditations, as we always do here at Unity at Fairfax, by being led into them with song.
you to close your eyes if that's comfortable for you or simply allow your gaze to rest a few feet in front of you and you want to take a few deep and gentle breaths and allow your body to relax you may wish to scan your body to see if there is any place you might be holding some tension. Perhaps the back of your jaw or your shoulders, your lower back, your knees. And if there's any place where you find some tension, you may want to just shake it out or Affirm silently to yourself, peace be still. Peace be still. As we engage in this meditation process, we want to make sure our bodies are comfortable. There's no particular right or wrong way to do that. The point is simply for you to not be distracted by your own physicality. And just remember to breathe, periodically taking another deep and gentle breath. We are blessed to be in community. And so you may be aware of the sounds from around the building or within the room. How wonderful it is to be a part of a community that welcomes and affirms all. So there's no worry about being distracted by sounds. This life being life. And together we are all co-creating this sacred and holy moment. invite you now to call to mind the feeling of love. You may do this by thinking of someone you love or something you love to do or a place you love to visit. Perhaps visualize yourself sitting in front of your favorite meal. 
with your favorite people. Now I invite you to allow any images to recede and you just focus on what that love feels like. Perhaps it feels like butterflies in your stomach. A sense of contentment in your whole being. Maybe the experience of bliss. Or even a giddy sense of joy. We say love is the great magnet of our good. Drawing our good to us and leading us to our good. Love creates our fondest memories and our deepest connections. We affirm that we are all love incarnate. As is everyone else in their own way. Having relaxed ourselves and grounded ourselves in the truth of love's power, I invite you now to invite from the wisdom within you the highest vision for your life, either in a particular area or maybe in the totality of your being. We will rest for a few moments with the question, what is spirit's highest vision for my life in total or in a particular area? And as intimations and intuitions come, don't judge them. Just make a note and let it be. There's no right or wrong answer here. We're just communing with a power and a presence bigger than ourselves that is intimately a part of ourselves. So let us rest for a few moments in silence.
And now we move on to the next question. And if nothing came to you or if you weren't sure if something did, let it be okay. Make a note or leave it blank. We're setting in motion a process that will continue to circulate in your mind. So if something did emerge in your mind, is there some thought or some behavior or some perspective that it's time to release? Something that may be getting in the way or preventing your highest vision in whatever area from being demonstrated. Listen for the answer. And even if perhaps you receive no vision, don't be surprised. If the question, what must I release, is still answered. So if something comes to mind, be sure to note it. And we just rest in the silence as we allow this process of release to unfold. now we move on to the next question in our visioning process. What must I embrace or become in order for this highest vision to become my lived experience? 
Is there a new attitude or skill or talent or belief that I am called to develop? As I make myself a greater channel of good in the world, is there something to embrace? or something to embody, or something to become. There's no reason to be afraid of what that might be, for each one of us is limitless potential, seeking direction. Let's rest with those questions in the silence. Now we come to the final question. It is as open-ended and broad as the universe. And so we stay open to whatever the answer might be. <clears throat> and that question is this. Is there anything else for me to know about this highest vision? Anything at all? And as thoughts or images come to mind, make a note that you can explore later.
And so as we begin the journey back to the fullness of this time and this space, we do so with a profound sense of gratitude. Grateful for the invitation to deeply listen to the wisdom of spirit within. Grateful for the encouragement to do so. Grateful for the reminder that there is no one and no thing that can stop the highest good from coming into manifestation. For with God, all things are possible. All good is possible. All healing and wholeness is possible. And so we leave this meditation with hearts filled with both faith and hope. We are indeed grateful. We're grateful for the love that we are and the love that we share with all. And so it is. Amen and amen. of Fairfax Podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.